All right, so I got to talk about this one thing that, that came up this past uh, week. As you know, the Mueller report came out and found no collusion on the behalf of the Trump administration or the Trump campaign. Um, and it basically said there's no basis for an obstruction, obstruction, yeah, obstruction claim either. And, you know, it, they, they supposedly cited 11 examples where Trump was contemplating talking to other people and suggesting, hey, some ideas that they might have about, for example, filing, not filing, what am I talking about? Firing Mueller. And that that would be obstruction. First of all, he didn't fire Mueller. The fact that he talked to somebody is not obstruction. The fact that you're contemplating is not obstruction. These people, they want to get into your head and they decide that you have a thought crime, right? It's very Orwellian. Anyway, so that's what's come out. But they ask the grand dame of the Democratic Party, Hillary Rodham Clinton, what she thinks about the obstruction claims. And from, you know, on high, she says, well, you know, I have to tell you that clearly this rises to the level of, of obstruction. And uh, under any other circumstance, this, this person would be indicted. But because it's the president and he can't be indicted while he's in office, well, then, you know, nothing to, nothing to, to do. Okay, well, if that's the case, first of all, then why did you even have an investigation in the first place? Was it just some sort of, uh, you know, uh, in, in, interesting, interesting philosophical notion that you wanted to play with? I, I mean, if it was a done deal that there would be no indictment, then why did you have this investigation, right? So it's, it's kind of a very odd thing. But for her to say this, of all people, this person who obstructed justice right and left, not just by thinking about possibly doing something or not doing something, but actually doing it, such as destroying her emails uh, after having bleep, what is it? Bleach bleach bleach, bleach, bleach bleach bit. Uh, yeah, which is a form of bleaching, you know, it's a digital bleaching, of course, of all the emails so that no one could possibly find these emails, even even because you, know, you can do that even if it's been deleted. Yeah, smashed devices, smashed hard drives, smashed phones. Right, taking out the, um, what do you call it, the, uh, the, the, the chip. The SIM cards. The SIM cards of our phones. I mean, this that, that's the action of a woman who is clearly guilty. And that's, you tell me that's not obstructing justice. And she says that with a straight face. But that's the amazing has, thing about Barack, it. she has expertise. You know, her husband was impeached for suborning perjury right. to obstruct justice. So yeah. this woman... Yeah. This woman, she knows <laughs> right. she, what she speaks. She ain't going down that road. <laughs> she, oh, she, she just knows. did. <laughs> I mean, it's really incredible. Look, the good news is that it looks like there's an investigation now upon the investigation. Now, you may say, as we're talking, that, hey, Barack, hey, Ari, you know, where does this all end? Why don't we just move on? Right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but where does this all end? You know, then we'll have an investigation upon the investigation upon the investigation and so on. No, 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 no. Hang on. The point is that we get to challenge investigations. Why? Because there are abuses of process out there. For example, the Jesse Smollett thing. Putting aside the fact that they dismissed the case, which is itself investigatable, right? But... This guy initiated, Jesse Smollett, initiated a police chase, an investigation for hate crimes that never happened. We know that. And, and even the DA who dismissed the case knows that, too, and says so. But 
we get to go after him, rightfully so, on the grounds that this was a, a witch hunt, that he just fabricated this whole uh, attack. And so they rightfully arrested him. They rightfully, a grand jury right, rightfully indicted him. Now, what, what they did with it after the fact is another story. I'm not, I'm not going to go there for the time being. But that is what this uh, investigation, this collusion investigation, was like. It was just like the Jesse Smollett case, meaning that they fabricated this story. And they said, go, go find it, FBI. Go find it, uh, Robert Mueller. Go find it, uh, James Comey, whatever. And it was insane. And now we get to say those who initiated this investigation, this witch hunt, deserve to pay for it. They deserve to be held accountable for it. And they're going to be held accountable for it. And I, <clears throat> I can't wait for this to proceed. Now, within the next month, <clears throat> we're talking now late April, we're now late April, uh, I would say by May 15 or later, we're going to start seeing some pretty remarkable things uh, about the investigation, starting with James Comey and, and some, maybe some others as well. This is going to go pretty high up. We, we now know certain things happened. We know that Obama knew about the FISA warrant, for example. Emails are floating out there right and left. There's no way he could have not, not have known about it. There's no way that Hillary Clinton didn't know about a lot of these things. They felt so confident that they were going to win the election that there was no worries about this, that, that this would all be swept under the rug, but all the more of an insurance policy to use the great Peter Strzok uh, reference uh, in order to make it, uh, make it happen. It's it's so shocking the conscious that even if you're a Democrat, you should be yelling at the top of your lungs. Not this is not the way I want to win. That's what you've got to say. Well, not only that, it's like it, fine. Maybe you say this is not how I want to win. I don't I don't care how people win. What the issue is, if you're a Democrat and you hold the ideas of their side of things, global warming, abortion, you name it, right? You don't. There's a lot of people in both politics and celebrity world yeah. that hold those views. You don't need to stick by these particular jokers. Right. Right? Why, how did you get this batch of crooks right. to be your elected officials at the highest levels of your party right. when you have plenty of people to choose from? Right. Why not just select Oprah or Joey Behar or Cher or Rosie O'Donnell? Right. Uh, they're, they'd have the same policies, and they're not crooks. Yeah. They're wrong from our perspective, but they're not crooks. This is mafia stuff, and it came out a couple days ago. Hillary Clinton's emails from her illicit server showed up in Obama's White House. Yeah. He lied, telling us he didn't know. He is now part of that crime, yeah. and, that's, and that's that crime let alone spying on the American people, unleashing the tools of intelligence and law enforcement people. The thing that I find most hilarious about all this, where you started, is, oh, my God, what a great time to live in America. We have so little crime in America now, so little, that the top levels of our law enforcement can be spent investigating a guy who may have thought about having a conversation <laughs> see, yeah. about engaging in obstruction. You love analogies. It's like prosecuting or investigating a guy who said, you know, I want to be rich. I should rob a bank. And ignoring people who actually robbed a bank. Right. 
I know, I know. Well, here's. Yeah. I mean, wow. I know. Just, just thinking about it. So you thought about it, Siri? Right. Yeah. Well, well yeah, I, I asked about it, but yeah. uh, you know, collusion's like, not a crime. That's yeah, only an I, I mean, how, how many so times, what? you know, a, a client of mine will ask me about, you know, can we do this? Can we? I don't know. Let's let's say. Here's a good example. Can we report or threaten this other guy, the opposing party? Uh, we'll call him John. Can we threaten John that if he doesn't do what we want, that he has to give us? Uh, sorry, we won't pay him any, any of his money, something like that. And I say, no, you can't do that. That would be extortion. Okay, which is an actual crime. Which if is an actual you crime. Did it? Not talked about. Right. But talking it. about yeah. it and just and, and he's exploring. And I said, no, no, listen, that goes beyond the the, the legal world. You can't do it. What are we going to have the the gendarme come in and, and suddenly say, okay, you're arrested. You talked about this. I mean, it's like Minority Report, right? That movie. I, no, don't, it doesn't work that way in America. You have to actually go through the crime. Talking about it uh, and, and doing it is are two very different things. There's attempted murder, by the way, and attempted crimes. Generally speaking, but you still have to show a substantial, what's called a substantial act, moving forward. Yeah, um, following the person home, buying the weapons, talking about the specific way you're going to shoot, maim, stab, right, kill, right. abduct, whatever it is. Right. It, yeah. And show it, that there was infrastructure to do it first. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly right. So, merely talking about it, like for example, you and I hate Obama so much, right? Let's say, okay. Uh, oh, you know, we just while he was president, boy, I really wish that he would just, you know. Just disappear somehow. Oh, uh, uh, gendarmes come to our office and you know suddenly haul us away, just because we wish he didn't. He was never president, right? I mean, in fact, but by the way, we never we never said that, nor would we want that because then it would make him a murder. That's the last thing we want. We just wanted him to just not be, be president, not be president, and, <laughs> yeah. and retire in a nice island in Hawaii and leave us the frig alone. That's all we wanted. Now we talked about analogies before. Here's an analogy regarding Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is herpes. Okay? <laughs> now, what do I mean by that? She has infected everyone that she's touched, right? You've got the James... James Comey has to deal with it. Anthony Weiner had to deal with it. Obama has to deal... It, it's, her emails show up on their servers, and boom, they have to deal with it. It's not herpes. Herpes goes into remission. 90% of the you, time, you, you can't think it's not it. You think it's not a remission now? It has been a remission. Now it's flaring no, up again. No, it's never been a remission. Ever since 1992, that woman has been in full festering flare-up. There's been no remission. There's no valtrexatrant. Herpes is nothing. So give me okay? give me the uh, the other STD that you think would be appropriate. Well, first of all, I don't, I don't resent you. for. I mean, I so resent Bill Clinton for bringing up sex. While being married to that woman. So I always had to think sex in that woman in anything. And I don't want to think sex disease in that woman because there is sex in that woman. Can't we just find another festering, awful disease like, say, leprosy and, and compare her to that? All right. So she, she's All you have to do is brush up against someone shoulder to shoulder and you can transmit leprosy to someone. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Jeez, leave it to you to... To ruin my analogy, the point is she is a communicable disease, all right, and a, and a loathsome one as well, an incurable. Well, with with yeah. the the fact that that you know everything, everyone that was around her gets touched by these emails one way or the other, and suddenly you know they have to cover up for her, uh, and, and because she's so desperate to become president at the time, of course, and uh, and even Obama now has to be in the fray as well, so. Uh, and, and Obama himself was doing these crazy things. They, they were they had so much to hide, 
they were all in it together. The reality is, in fairness to Hillary, in a sense, that they were all doing it. They all had the loathsome disease, and they were all infecting one another. This and, is and how they're, Democrats they're, do it. I know, I know, yeah. I know. So now it's all kind of coming out, and it's going to be very ugly, and the nightmare for the Democratic Party is about to begin. Now, they'll say, as we investigate them, they'll say, oh, what a reach. This is just vengeance by the Republicans. Uh, they won't stop it. Look, look how nasty they are. Can't they let this go? Like, really? You guys invented this Russian collusion crap? There was nothing to it? Even your own man, Robert Mueller, said there's nothing to it? Zero to it? And, and, you, and for two and a half years, you, you, you claim that there's, there's mountains of evidence? You knew that this is a bald-faced lie. And yet, uh, Adam Schiff and many others like him proclaimed from the, the, the hilltops that there is so much evidence. It's a, uh, I don't know, a dearth of evidence, they said. That, uh, that, that Trump had colluded with Russia. It, it, it's such a slander upon the president. And, and to suggest that he was a Manchurian candidate, no less, guilty of treason, that this is how far they went, and they dare to tell us when we want to check in about the sourcing, uh, about how they proceeded with this investigation, that we're the bad guys, yeah, that we're the ones off our rocker, yeah, that we're the ones obsessed with it, obsessed with revenge, obsessed with not letting it go. And and the 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 gall to become concerned with Russia in the year 2016, finally. <laughs> it, it, Tom Perez, I believe this morning, said we're at war with Russia. Right. At war. Yeah. This party finally cares about Russia? Yeah, suddenly suddenly there uh, there's a there's a great Russian invasion that we're not even aware of. Hey, I wonder right. when they're finally going to realize Islamic terrorism is something we're oh, we, with. We know this. It, wait, wait, we had a whole podcast about right. this, that liberals always recognize evil, but only in the past. Right? <laughs> right. So, that, that Nazism thing, bad. Really, yeah. really bad. And we'll make movies about it, too. And, uh, you know, Americans were good. And the Nazis, they were bad. They finally recognize that now. I would say I'd give them the past 20 years. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan was the first of the get-go on that one, uh, obviously before that. But nevertheless, uh, now they recognize communism in the past, uh, the Soviet Union communism, bad, bad, bad. Oh, bad. Right? Very, very bad. Yeah, but good Democrat <laughs> socialism, Venezuela, good. Yeah, that's another story. Yeah. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. But so, so they had this movie. I think Spielberg did a movie where uh, it was the Berlin Wall, whatever it was. Yeah, Bridge of Spies. That's the one. Yeah. It was a decent movie, but it basically spoke about the evils of communism and how it was great that Tom, the Tom Hanks character was able to, to uh, either get information out or whatever. It was pretty cool. So recognize that communism, Soviet-style communism, bad, 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 right? Because all the information came out. Uh, and now they're recognizing that uh, there was an infiltration of Russian uh, Soviet spies and such in the 50s. Oops. Well, that would mean that McCarthy might have been right. Oops. Can you say that again a little slow? McCarthy may have been right. In fact, he was right. How do we know that he was right? Because he was. No, no, no. no, no. It's, the Venona Papers. The Venona Papers said very clearly that the Russians gave it to us themselves. Right. And what they, were the Venona Papers? Uh, they were the Soviet archives that were li- opened up after the Soviet Union fell yeah. that told all their secrets. Right. So, so <laughs> they and, were infiltrating Hollywood. And it, took, the names. it turned out that virtually every single person that McCarthy had accused was, in fact, a spy. Oops. I think there was like one exception, literally. I mean, the, 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 the ratio that he had of being correct 
was something like 98, 99%. Yeah. You know the ratio that the New York Times is wrong? That's how That's much about, he was now, right. Now, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> that can't be possibly that far. <laughs> Obscene. It's, it's, it's so extraordinary. So they recognize evil in the past, right? And so it will be. One day, God willing, they'll recognize radical Islam being as evil as it is. And that we had this problem. Yeah, Look, after I, it was after it's eradicated by forty years, obviously. Yeah, radical Islam, God willing, God yeah. willing. But uh, you know, I remember in law school. This is in the late '80s, so it was still you know just before the fall of the wall, and people were during that Cold War. They were still kind of making apologies for the Soviet Union, um, and I remember this one guy, radical lefty. Um, but but he he didn't dress that way. He didn't look the part, so, so to speak. But he. You know, he really believed that uh, we were, you know, misjudging the Soviet Union for our own political ends, and you know, who are we to judge them? And I remember what he said specifically about um, he said specifically about freedom. That's what I said. And I said, "There's no freedom in the Soviet Union. And if there were, if there were freedom, then you would expect to see a lot more Russians coming over here. The fact that they're holding them back says something to you." And then he said, "Well." You know, maybe their freedom is a different kind of freedom. I said, what the frig are you talking about? And he said, freedom from hunger, freedom from thirst, freedom from homelessness. Freedom from sobriety. Yeah, free, right. exactly. So, I mean, I mean, you're joking about that. But the point is, you know, freedom from want is what he was basically saying. And I said, you, you have got to be kidding. That's insane. You can, you can go to a prison and you'll get all those things. And medical care, too. But that doesn't mean that... Being in prison is, is good all day. In fact, the Soviets are in prison all day long and torture and everything else. So don't, don't give me this crap. Anyway, people made these sort of apologies. That same person, no doubt at this point, now looks back on the Soviet Union and says, you know, uh, how, how can we accept this sort of gulag type, type behavior? Yeah, they never admit their own culpability by being in philosophical alignment. Right. And I meant when I said freedom of sobriety. The one thing that they never had a long line for in the Soviet Union was the vodka, because they wanted to keep the people drunk. Oh, I, I don't, you I know, don't doubt that. The, yeah. the bread, the meat—that was all shortages. Well, it's, it's vodka, also funny, but, but even the communists, <clears throat> even today's communists, uh, reject their old communism. Yeah. Like, like the Vietnam—that's uh, a—that's a capitalist country. Now, they, it's still a dictatorship. Don't get me wrong. Right. But they let capitalism flourish over there. I, I've been to Vietnam, and it's—it's it's all about wheeling and dealing, and what can you do. Uh, to make the market thrive. I mean, people before Uber, this is 2011, by the way. I remember being there with my wife. We went to Vietnam, and, and it was brilliant. These people on mopeds, they would just kind of go around, and they'd say, where do you want to go? Uh, to, to, knowing that we're tourists. And I'll say, we'll go to this hotel, we'll go to that store. And, they'll say, and they bargained with us. You know, we'll take you there for this many, I forget what the, the currency was, but whatever. Yeah, trust me, they would have taken dollars. They yeah, of course, no, whatever it yeah. is. And, uh, and they would zoom us along, you know, weaving in and out of the traffic. It was fun because, you know, going, you know behind a moped, it was a pretty big moped. And, and, and the, everyone was happy. And if I liked it, I gave them a little bit more. So it was all good. I'd never had a problem. I think it would be a little bit more yeah, dangerous making, for a woman. It, yeah. I think it would be a little bit more dangerous for a woman, but that's another story. But as, the, as a couple sometimes, my wife and I would go together on a, on a moped. And it was it was pretty safe. Uh, people were wheeling, dealing. How much do you want to buy for this? It was it was the market bazaar, and the, the, yes, there are communists out there, but I think they're communists in name only. 
Right. They're, it's a dictatorship. You don't have <clears throat> true freedom of the press. You don't have uh, anyone able to say that you know the the uh, the, the apparatchik politic uh, are somehow uh, you know suppressing the rights of people. Okay, I get that. But from a pure communism point of view, they've rejected that a long no, time ago. No, it's it's Maoism in name only, just like China. I got a lot I was going to say China, 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 yeah. But you know what they're not following? They're not following strict Mao. They pretend, right? Right? Communist Party this, Communist <laughs> Doctrine that, uh, Hegelian <clears throat> dialectic this and that. You know the Marxist crap they spout. You know for, as window dressing. But are they practicing? Of course not. No. 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 So so you have the same thing. Uh, by the way, people from China are allowed. To to you know, come over to America, all the time now. It's you know, it's hardly the same China that we think of. It's certainly not the same thing as the Soviet Union was. So things have really changed, and now people are able to look back on the past, even the communists themselves, to say that didn't work, right? So you know, we, we're getting a little bit of, you know astray from where where I wanted to go, but I wanted to talk about the obstruction business and this this notion that somehow. The everything that they've done is so wonderful, the, the Democrats, and that they they don't obstruct. They're the ones who are just everything they've done is reasonable, and it's so nutty how the Republicans, you know, pursued Hillary Clinton. Eleven investigations, don't you know? And she came out clean every single time. Really? How did she come out clean? What she admitted? I mean, she she was confronted with the fact that she smashed her telephone. She took out the SIM card. She bleach, bleach bit bitted. Uh, the uh, the information from her, her uh, and she otherwise deleted 33,000 emails that she lied about, saying that they're about yoga routines and the wedding and the funeral. Such garbage. Nobody could possibly believe this. She admitted all these things, and somehow you still think that this is nothing? Why yeah. would such a person do such a thing? I don't, uh, hang on, I don't, I don't delete my garbage emails in order to make room for them. I, I don't spend that kind of time. And I don't expect the Secretary of State at the time to spend the time herself to do such a thing. I, what I do expect from that woman, as it were, to use your phrase, uh, is that she's going to spend, she's going to order somebody, get rid of every friggin' email possible. That's what I expected her to do. And she did do that. And then the same thing with Benghazi, the same thing with the Sunday shows that she sent Susan Rice out in order to lie about the, the cause of the, uh, the Benghazi attacks. Uh, it, yeah, the harpy screech of what, what difference does it what make? Do, what do, I mean, how, these are facts, my friends. We know that these are facts. And the New York Times lied about it, said that it was a video, um, and, and everyone else. And we now know for a fact it was not the video. It was all BS, and four men died, and... Thank God it was only four men who died. It could have been a hell of a lot worse. We had some brave men on the ground at the very least. But no thanks to one Hillary Rodham Clinton. Yeah, remember Obama specifically canceled the airstrikes that were on their way for air support? I mean, I mean, it was obviously something happened on the ground there that Obama and Clinton don't want us to know about. Right. Like, that's not a conspiracy. That's fact. Well, they because did. you don't act this way subsequent to it right. if something happened there that you want everyone to know about. Right. Right, and then uh, just to clarify the point, when you're talking about the destruction of the emails, those weren't just emails. Those were emails set up on an illegal server that a government official at her level is not allowed to use. That she then said, "Oh, but don't worry, I didn't handle anything top secret, classified, sensitive 
in this method that was for the yoga routines of the wedding. No, no, no. She handled, uh, mishandled, mishandled a ton of classified, top secret, sensitive stuff that resulted in our own spies being murdered. Yeah. Well, you have a problem with that. No, <laughs> I just want her in jail for it. Yes, I want her in jail too. Okay. No, uh, so. And and, and the, the final square on the circle is that, and then the people who investigated her and cleared her were, of course, the same people framing Trump for allegedly the same thing. And you have a problem with that? No, I just want them in jail too. Well, what, what <laughs> don't you have a problem with, sir? Uh, okay, so, and obviously, one last point on this, and then I want to move on to a different point. Uh, it, it is so beyond obvious that the reason why they did nothing with the Benghazi attacks and why they wanted to characterize it exactly the way that they did was because it happened in September of 2012, just two months before the election of 2012. On what day? September September 11th. Exactly right. hmm. It was too much of a reminder to show that the, uh, it it would have suggested that we did not have Islamic terrorism under, under wraps or under control. Uh, and it, it, it would just show that to the whole world what a horrific way that uh, Obama was handling his presidency and the Islamic terrorism issue. So uh, now it was ours to lose, and yet we lost it. And Romney, you know, he has we, we, we have a lot to blame with him. <laughs> okay, talk about a woman I have a problem with. That woman I have a problem with. <laughs> You're talking about Romney. Yeah, Miss, Mrs. Mayonnaise. <laughs> All right, let's go, let's go to another point, which is, and, and, and this is a point that I've been wanting to talk about for quite a while. I call it the lefty room. All right, this is very similar. The lefty room is where all, you know, imagine, if you will, a sort of uh, newsroom, if you want, some sort of convention where all operations are handled in the, in the lefty room. And you've got everything that you want. Uh, you've got your global warming room, right? where everything is filtered with the lens of how to advance the global warming cause. You've got your beating up God room. That's very important. Don't forget that. I thought they were killing God. I didn't think they were beating him up. Well, first, first beat, him, beat him up to a pulp and then kill him. See, you oh. can't, you know, they, they have to do it in their mind the right way. There's oh, a process involved like the here. stations of the cross, right? Yes. You oh, beat Jesus, yes. then you crucify him. I think, I, I think that's How exactly How ask of them. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, they know. Look, they, they, you know, they're doing it just like Hitler did. They really are. They are trying to crucify God and to try to, to fi- finally put a holocaust of, of all the, the Christian faith. So I'm not talking about Christian people. I'm talking about Christian faith altogether. You know, what did Hitler do? He, he didn't just suddenly round up a whole bunch of Jews and send them off to the, to the camps. He did things very methodically in an obviously a maniacal way, but he did little bits and pieces, making it slowly more oppressive for the Jews, you know, taking away their rights to vote, taking away their rights to work in certain uh, professions, taking away uh, their rights. Their guns. Oh, yeah, exactly. Their guns is very important. And then eventually dispossessing them, then telling them that they'll be moved to these nice little areas, and then shipping them off altogether. Uh, but, but before he did that, he tested the waters by getting rid of uh, the so-called undesirables, those who were maldeformed at birth or otherwise, who, had, who, who were retarded, um, who were deaf, for that matter. I mean, people that were not ideal German citizens in the way in the eyes of Hitler. And they, they killed them off. And people didn't complain. They just didn't. And that gave Hitler the impetus, the the encouragement to go forward with 
the, the Jews themselves. The next stages yeah. that would lead to. And so, you know, they just kind of got worse and worse. Yeah, and you've made a profound point before, and I believe you're leading to it now, which is, and the Jews were not the final target. No. Now, were they? No, no. They, he wanted to get rid of God. Right, that, that's which it. means he had to get rid of the Catholics, but he couldn't do it until he removed these people of the book before he could get people from that book. Right, and and the more he would kill off the Jews, and the more atheistic German society would become, the more it would be um, at the, the end of God itself. So, and and it would and it would be easier to kill off Catholics or anybody who uh, oppressed, you know, as in his perception, oppressed him. I, anyway, so that's exactly what's happening with the Democratic Party now. They want to slowly annihilate uh, Christianity. Think about it. Um, the, they, they, they don't want you to pray in schools. That's, that's been a long time, right? They, there's no reference to God whatsoever. They want to take away the Ten Commandments from the courthouses and otherwise. They want to take away crosses in public squares. Um, they want to get rid of any Christmas references. The state of California essentially made the Bible an illegal document. Yes, Yes, you can. You can. You can be one guy in Minneapolis. I think at the uh, Mall of America or whatever. Yeah, uh, he was arrested for talking to Muslims about his Christian faith and why he converted. Okay, arrested. This man was arrested and and put in jail for quite a long time. And then, of course, it was reversed on the grounds of. First Amendment. Yeah, but he was locked up in the confinement space at Mall of America for something like 14 hours, uh, chained to a chair. No, but it was no, it was worse than that. He, he eventually spent time in jail. Yes. Uh, anyway, it's it's bad stuff all around, and so that's an intimidation te- technique, forcing Christians to be cautious about their faith, uh, and Jews, but more really mostly about Christians. If you have a Bible study. In some towns, not all towns, but if you hold a Bible study, you can be fined for promoting a business activity without a license. How do you like that? Yeah. Schmucks. You essentially have to register if you have a Bible yes. book club. Yeah. But if it, it, no doubt if you were going to talk about a BDS boycott of Israel and you want to bring a lot of Muslim friends in town to talk about it, um, they couldn't arrest you and they would be outraged. Outraged, don't you know, if this, if this were to happen. So... Look, the hypocrisy is just so palpable and so frightening and so in your face. I mean, here, just classic example, and I don't want to drill it down, and I'm just going to give an example. The horrible attack on the two mosques in New Zealand a few weeks ago. And, you know, the whole world was very sympathetic and rightfully so, saying this is a horrific crime. Uh, even the prime minister, a woman in New Zealand, she donned uh, Muslim headgear in order to show her solidarity. We're all Muslims now, more or less to this effect, she said. And uh, it wasn't this so nice and sympathetic. All right, so a couple of weeks later, of course, we have the horrific um, killings far greater uh, of some 10 or 20 churches and hotels in, in Sri Lanka, right? And this is on Easter, no less, right? More than, I think about almost 300 people die. Uh, about 600 are wounded, and you know, wounded name means terribly. Name terribly. We don't mean Lose, stub toes. You know, losing eyes, losing limbs. Right. You get the idea. Uh, and, and how does the Arab? You would expect the Arab world would start donning, uh, you know, Christian crosses or you know, whatever. No, 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 no. Not interested. <laughs> Thanks. Come again. Have a nice day. They say nothing. Not a single Muslim leader came out and to say how horrific this was. Yeah, Ilan Omar didn't even mention it. No. 
other no. than to say Surpri- so I'm so Easter, surprised. Even even Hillary Clinton, our girl from earlier. Easter observing Easter people. observers. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous people. This is another way of minimizing Christianity, right? So you know, you have this, and you don't Christmas they, shoppers. No one does anything about it, and and even even the 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 Western world, the European world, doesn't really do anything other than say, "Wow, that's too bad." Really hope uh, you don't more people don't die. Tisk tisk. Don't do that again. I hope. What does what does America do? America does is, is far greater about this. They say this is a horrific crime. They need to be held accountable, and and to pursue it. Israel goes even further. Says not only that. But also says, how can we help? We are going to be sending people over to aid in the recovery effort uh, psychologically and medically uh, and perhaps even infrastructurally. But, but other countries don't do that. And it's a, it's, it, it just goes to show that to be a Christian today is they're the new Jews. I, that, that's how I've described it. Yeah, Christians and Jews. Total assault. And yeah. also look at the, the irony. It's true in uh, New Zealand. One guy does some bad things, taking Elon Omar's words. Right. And what does the country do because of its body politic? Yeah. It completely changes itself right. and inflicts legal changes on every other citizen of New Zealand who wasn't involved in that attack, right? right. Changes their gun laws, changes their, their ability to communicate. People are arrested for posting stuff on social media. Yeah, it's... it's... Uh, right? Did Sri Lanka... Change the way its body politic and its citizens did. Sri Lanka impose essentially legal penalties on every Muslim who didn't blow himself up in a church. Okay, so let's, in other words, the remember, remember how I said I didn't want to drill right. down on this. Okay, yeah. so I, I'm simply saying that the hypocrisy is, is yes. wild out there. So I want to go back to the lefty room, <laughs> right? Yeah. So we're talking about uh, the beating up God room, which ultimately lead to the actual annihilation of God is what they want. Uh, and then the everything is racist room. How can we, how can we portray everything, in a way of uh, racism, right? As some form of racism. Oh, you know, uh, you know the the, um, the conservatives they're opposing Obama's uh, Obamacare plan. Well, that that's racist. How do we how do we work that, John? Uh, well, let's do this, and we'll say it's because a black president offered it for the first time, and that's the reason why I was racist. I like it. Go with it. Run with it. Yeah, we can sell that. Yeah, right. uh, Steve King said the words "Western civilization" in the same in the same paragraph as he said "white supremacy." Right. <laughs> that must be racist. All right. But but come further down our our operations rooms here. We have many other rooms to, to, that are operating in the lefty in the lefty. Uh, There's like an episode of Simpsons. Oh, it's it's fantastic. You know? Right. So the the next one I can think of at least is the everything is because of gun room, right? Yeah. Uh, guns. Uh, and so of course, you know, any crime that happens, it's because there there the presence of guns. Uh, that's an easy one, right? I mean, every single time there's some sort of shooting, we got to ban the guns, right? We'll find a way to to make it to demonize guns, and to make every simple pistol to become an, some sort of assault weapon yeah. that that must be banned, right? And that the framers of the Second Amendment didn't mean these weapons; they meant those weapons, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. You know, thank God there were guns around, by the way, during the time of the Revolution, during the time of the Constitution, because had it only been a sword society where wars were only fought with with swords. They would say today, lefties today would say, well, that was a time before guns, right? The, you know, the founding fathers never dreamed that people would have these violent things with, with, with guns. Swords, that's one thing, but that's just one at a time. But we live in a time now where somebody can shoot, you know, from 50 yards away and kill people, right? That's what they would say today. 
Well, don't tell the mayor of London. He's banned swords. I mean knives. I mean knives. I mean swords. But let's keep on going with our tour. Yes. <laughs> moving moving along, year. moving along, people, moving along. Right. So the next one is uh, everything is because of the Holocaust room, okay? Uh, or everything's like the Holocaust room. That's what I meant. That's where you put stuff that you can't deal with right away. So you just, you know, if, if you can't deal with it, you can't figure it out, it's the miscellaneous room. And, um, and everyone's a Nazi, everyone's a fascist. So that's what they do with Trump. So right? when <clears throat> some criminal uses a child to get across the border, that's what Hitler would do when Trump objects to that. Right, exactly. Right? If yeah. Trump objects to it, then, then it's what Hitler would do. It's, right. Everything is like the Holocaust. We're just around the corner from the Holocaust. Yeah, room. when Trump uh, releases regulations on businesses, of various ones, right. that's just what Hitler would do. Right. It doesn't matter. That's the opposite of what Hitler did. But right. <laughs> oh, that's nice. uh, then the, the last thing is they're, uh, they're destroying the Constitution room. Right? That's a very important room. Right. They don't, it, now, you go into this room, and it's very messy. Because they can't figure out how to organize anything in that room in particular because nothing of it makes sense. Because how do you, how do you argue that everything is dismantling of the Constitution when you're the ones that yourself doing it? Right. right? The, the first thing you notice in that room is there's this dusty sediment on everything. And what they don't tell you is that's actually ash from where they burned the Constitution already yeah. and then told you things that aren't in the Constitution are, like, for instance, transgender rights, abortion rights, yes. rights to you know pray to uh, the Islamic God in school but not the Christian God. Yeah. Everything's uh, good. Yeah, yeah. As long as uh, it's a Muslim faith sort of thing, then it's not violating the First Amendment. Yes. If it's a Christian, then it is violating the First Amendment. Just so that you're clear. That's consistent, right? That's oh, right. wait. No, it's not. But nevertheless, uh, it's understandable. You know how exactly the New York Times will parlay a certain story. They have never once said that any sort of promotion of Islam in a public school was a bad thing. Never. Never. I, I, I've yet to see it. You know what? I challenge any of our listeners to show me a single article from the New York Times or any you know, very well-known lefty newspaper, even the Washington Post um, or MSNBC or NPR, saying you know, we really ought to look at this because it's, it's promoting a religion. When has the ACLU ever sued anyone ACLU is a good for example. the prayer for a Muslim prayer on any <clears throat> college campus that's uh, state-owned, right, or right. any other school that's public? Right. Not, so, not any private, but yeah. public. So this, Never. yeah. So so the trampling upon the Constitution room is a big room there, but it's very disorganized because it's a little bit like the fireman who goes in and and his his job is supposed to put out the fire, but instead he. And, you know, puts out the fire with gasoline, right? He just yeah. adds to the fire. In fact, he creates the fire in the first place. And, and then he dares proclaim that other people are, are, are starting the fire. Uh, no, we didn't start the fire, to use the Billy Joel song reference. Now, I've used two uh, famous pop uh, you know, icons, right? Billy Joel and David Bowie putting out fire with gasoline. So you get the idea. It's, uh, that, that's another room. Feel free to have another room for me. Um, one is about, uh, you know, the, oh, here's another one. The, uh, uh, they're trying to take away our rights room. Uh, you know, the, the, the pro-life people are actual monsters, right? That's, that's the people. They're, the pro-life people are monsters. Yeah, uh, Beto O'Rourke was in that room yesterday where he proclaimed, and I quote, Planned Parenthood saves lives. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> okay. Breathtaking. Breathtaking. Okay. 
Um, yeah. There's also, I think, the destruction of every institution room. Uh, we talked offline uh, before this about what I said to you. Of, I'm cool with almost anything as long as it doesn't cross the threshold of what is most people would determine obnoxiousness. And the march through our institutions is usually complete obnoxiousness, right? Right. You know, uh, forcing um, child molesters to be allowed to be Boy Scout troop leaders or something like that, God, right? I can't believe it. Um, using the Girl Scouts to promote abortion, right? Right. The, this is the complete undermining of what the institution was. I was in the Palisades, and there's the Methodist Church, if you know the Pacific Palisades. Yeah, sure. It's one of the bigger churches in the area. And that area, that little village of Los Angeles, you know, north of San Maca, had a lot of churches for such a small area for all the denominations, Catholic, Calvinist, Methodist, this, that, Presbyterian, whatever. The Methodist Church was one of the big ones. And it was across the street from the public school I went to for like first through third grades. Out front, bigger than the crucifixes on the church, is a big sign with rainbow banners and says, we welcome everyone to our church, including all members of the LGTB community. And it was in such a way that if you did not know better and you saw that building, you thought, oh, the main reason for this building's existence is LGTB outreach, oh, I see. not worship of Jesus right. Christ. By the way, I just want you to know, Ari referred to it as LGBT. Um, no, LGTB. And that's wrong. It's LGBT. You bastard. How wrong you are. And I, I, I think you need to be uh, severely uh, reprimanded. Why did you only use the four letters? Why didn't you use the Q, A, B, C, Oh, no. E, F, oh, no. G, no, I'm going to be reprimanded. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Q, P, and then all the other letters that uh, it, it ends with the same the same time that the digits end in pi. That's right. that's the, the idea. Yeah. Okay. So uh, then, of course, there's the men and women are, are never equal uh, room. Okay. So no matter what you do, no matter how many facts you can establish that women are have it far better in America now than ever before, and for that matter, actually have it better than men do. Higher suicide rates for men, uh, lower enrollment in colleges and professional schools lower for men. Income, lower income. Well, more loneliness. More loneliness. Uh, more. Yeah. I mean, really, more drug use, uh, less, less engagement in society, generally speaking. So, uh, you know, but still, the women are, are far worse off somehow, right? And, and every time they put out a movie where, where the woman is somehow the hero, right? Like this uh, Alita movie that came out, or Wonder Woman, or some Captain other... Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Captain Marvel, good example. You know, they always say, wow, this is revolutionary. Really? Like, what it hasn't... Tomb Raider? Been, oh, hold on. Well, it, it hasn't uh, been happening for the past 20 years? I mean, I, I can literally list a list. I can't... You and I, with a good degree of... A little bit of research, you know, just memory banks, uh, we could probably come up with 200 films. Alien... And Alien. Well, Alien was probably the very first one. Yeah, that was probably the first one. <laughs> Aliens, 1986. Uh, okay, Let, let's not. I, the point is, it's too easy. How easy it is. It is easy. But every single director says, "And I'm going to show the lead as a woman." Whoa! Blow your wow. mind. Yeah, like really. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I didn't know they could act. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, and, and suddenly they're very, very fortunate. Yeah. And it's, is that next door to the men and women are the same room? Yes. So yes, there's sort right. of a, a ten, it's like a yin and yang tension between that's the two right, rooms. Right. Yeah, they don't get along in those two rooms, but and yet they never really talk to each other. They they hate each other in a, in one way, but they don't get along in the other. Okay, so but but that's those two are very very important rooms. Um, also, there's the um, the, tran the transgenders are just the same as you and me rule room, uh, which is tied to the um, that home the homosexuality is permanent. 
uh, and is not a choice room. Very important. Remember that room. Yeah. Abortion is a choice. Homosexuality, not. Got it. Right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're there. <laughs> uh, now, sexuality is a choice. You can be bisexual. You can be on the spectrum and feel gay one day and heterosexual on the next. But don't you know, it's fixed. It's really fixed. Right. I found another room next door. It says that even if it's your choice to be heterosexual, that's the wrong choice. So you should explore. Right. And it's next door to the, if you're gay and don't want to be, you're not allowed to get treatment for it. Right. Exactly right. So oh, if so, you're so straight, true. you have to experiment with other things. If you're gay, you got to stay. Right. Yes. Okay. That's right. Yeah. I didn't mean that for as long as As long as that's clear to you. I'm glad that's clear yeah. to you because it ain't clear to me. <laughs> right. Uh, and then there's the whole thing about pedophilia, God forbid, that, that the same notion that uh, somehow pedophilia, they, they recognize that pedophilia is something that, that it cannot be changed, right? They, they seem to recognize, still, they, they recognize that. And yet, they want us to believe that your identity, sexual identity, is fluid from one day to the next, and it's, it is a matter of choice. Well, which is it, lady? I mean, what, what is it that you want from me? I mean, it, it's only the things that are evil that are fixed in their minds. Everything else, bisexuality and certain degrees of homosexuality, well, that's you know, they, they want to tell you it's fixed on the one hand, but then, but their whole spectrum argument suggests otherwise. I, it, I don't get it. It's, it's like um, the way they talk about race. You know, this person is white, but he has got some black blood in him, all right? And this person is black, but he's got some white blood in him. And, and in fact, a lot of black people in America, at least, have some degree of white blood in them, right? But they still call themselves black. Right, the same way Elizabeth Warren has <laughs> some white blood in her. Right, exactly right. Just some. Well, she's pure Native American. Otherwise, uh, you know, she, she With came. a little white blood. Yes, I think uh, there was somebody, uh, I don't know. It was, it was, anyway, it's very interesting. Uh, and it's so weird. The, the, the dynamics of the way they think, you're trying to just kind of wrap your mind around it and, and nothing of it makes sense. And then, um, then there's the, I didn't say that room, <laughs> right? The, the I didn't say it, the say that room includes statements like I'm for gay marriage. Uh, sorry, I'm, I was against gay marriage, and then they became for gay marriage. So they were, they were was always for, for the gay, gay war, but the Iraq war before I was against it. Right. And uh, Joe Biden had one. Um, I was for the border wall, but now I'm against that's it. That's exactly right. Yeah, those. Yeah. yeah. They, so that's that. a very important room because yeah. they have to be able to say I didn't say that. Right. right, and there's another room. It's called the Hall of Mirrors room. This okay. one's very interesting. In the Hall of Mirrors room, um, it reveals that they are themselves are the racists. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know about that one, but but we've we've taken you through a tour of the lefty room, <laughs> and it's. I hope you've enjoyed our visit. <laughs> now, if you've gone, if you've become. Uh, schizophrenic or bipolar as a result of this, or perhaps you've had a stroke or a heart attack because you just can't wrap your mind around the logic of what you've seen, or, or it's just too horrific or frightening to see, I'm sorry, but that was in the, in the fine print. We told you this would happen. All right. I'm Brock Lurie. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you next week. 